BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions. And in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald. You know I host Money Making Conversation Masterclass Show. The interviews and information that this show provides are for everyone. Really, it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start living your own. My guest is Lavelle Crawford. Just an LC. He's one of my favorite celebrity presenters at the Neighborhood Awards. We discuss building his stand-up comedy and acting career. It really is about believing in yourself. Because I first met this young man on the Jamie Foxx way back in 1998. In 2023, Lavelle returned for his fourth Showtime comedy special called The Lavelle. And the special he talks about that was taped in Joy Theater in New Orleans dove into issues of getting older, which I can relate to, without the shame and all the sarcasm. Lavelle is a wonderful comedian. I've seen him in acting, you know, Breaking Bad. I remember we talked about Breaking Bad. I said, how you got that role? We're going to talk about that. Then he did the spinoff, Better Call Saul. The album version of his 2021 comedy special was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Comedy Album at the 64th Annual Grammy Awards. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I'm going to call my friend. Lavelle Crawford. How you doing, Lavelle? I'm blessed, brother. I'm out here trying to make it happen for you, Rashawn. <laughs> hey, hey, no, just a little backstory. We started in this basement. We did it with his phone. Now we do a comedy from his truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we got something. Pretty much. We started something new. Lavelle, how you doing, brother? How you doing, man? Man, I'm great. I'm blessed, man. I'm happy. I'm I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm on my two feet, living living life the way you're supposed to. Absolutely. Still on the road, doing my thing. You know, the interesting thing about it, when I look at my life and my relationship, you know, when you're young, we don't think about longevity. But then as we get older and I look back and I go, wow, I've been in this game for a long time and I can appreciate longevity. What are your thoughts when you look back a little bit? Because, you know, me and you met in 1998, Jamie Foxx, we were young and and I, I can remember some of those conversations that I've been here brought you on uh, Steve Harvey's Big Time and, and we kept in touch and just along the way, just seeing each other in the streets, at the comedy clubs or any opportunities I could give a young comic like you a shot. The longevity part. What's that conversation? What runs to your mind? Well, 
I first of all, you know, I thank the Lord above, and I always appreciate you and Steve, man, for giving me some opportunities. Because, like, I mean, you, I mean, you guys, you know, when we think about the comedy game and everything about it, you know, y'all put me on the hoodie as well, Steve, big time. <laughs> Every time y'all had something, y'all, y'all let me come on and shine, man. And you know, and some of it was unbridled, but it was a lot of fun. And it, and it got to the people. Thank God for YouTube, because when y'all let those things fly, <laughs> man, people fell in love with me, you know? And like the one where we had me and Mr. Uh, with David Mann and me got into it, <laughs> you know, and y'all just let that fly. People went crazy because they was like, man, what is this? And I mean, that's how people talk about sometimes, man, you and uh, David Mann. Mr. Brown. Mm -hmm. you and Mr. Yeah. Hey, you know, they always call him Mr. Brown. So I was like, yeah. And people thought, they thought that that was just something we made up. I said, nah, nah, that, that was some real deal. That's a real deal. But I look at all of that, man, just like I think somebody said it best, being that uh, I just stay, stay consistent. Right. Just anybody give me an opportunity, I go and take it. And ride off of it, and I appreciate every door that opened for me, and I thank God for you. people like you and Steve and many other people that I've worked with, you know, that gave me those opportunities, because I don't get them handed to me. I come from the mud, bro. You know, it's, it's almost a, it's a trial and error every day for me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So You know, the, and, the, beauty, of, so, the beauty of Lavelle is that, um, you know, you know, I look at my life, you know, this is the Money Made Conversation Masterclass talking. He's an entrepreneur. Well, entrepreneur means that you count on yourself. You know, you got to put in the hours. It ain't a 40 hour week, it ain't a five hour work week. You know, it's time that you have to discipline yourself. And I remember when I look back and every time I called him, he delivered. Every time I asked him, and he was never afraid, he said, Rashad, is that, that'll do good. You know, because he wanted to make sure he got that next phone call. He wanted to make sure that, you know, he didn't, if he messed up, tell me so I can fix it. That was important to you, right, Lavelle? All the time. All the time. I mean, I, I don't just go on and just like, you know, like, oh, well, they're they going to call me. They need me. I never had that idea. And and I always try to be, I wasn't a perfectionist, but I always wanted to make it look as perfect as possible. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. Because because those moments, I remember when we was going through the process and and having these conversations, and when you got the uh, big break on last comic standing, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, and then the, when I would watch you, we would talk, you had to come up with material after material after material. Walk us through that whole process of trusting yourself and using new material that you didn't do, but turned out to be beneficial to you becoming a champion. Well, the crazy thing about Last Common Standing was, you know, they put me in at the wrong time because I was polished. I was ready for all that. I, I had so I had so much weaponry. It was, anything they asked me to do, I said, let's go. Let's do it. I, I had material out of the day. Some of those comedians, it was weird that, you know, they like a young upstart kind of comic who've been in it for four years. Man, by the time I was on there, I was been in it by 11 years. I think Ralph Harris was older yes, than me. Yes, yes. But, yeah, 
Yeah, so Raph, I had watched Raph before I even made it. So he was probably more veteran than me. But by the time I get it, I said, ooh, they ain't ready because I'm, <laughs> I'm coming with it. And, and the thing about I tell any comedian this, man, I always tell them, I said, man, every opportunity in front of the camera back in the day was your advantage. Right. You know, you get to get that, put that, put that material out there because you got 42 to 52 million internationally people watching you all over the world and they watch you all in the United States. I said, every time I go up, man, I'm going to be funny. I seen some comedians like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, well, move out of my way. And I know exactly what I was going to do. I like, I said, you crazy. These are the opportunities to come alive. You know, some people make it like just being likable and they just get in. I, I was, you know, I was always a big guy. So I was intimidated on one side and then on the other side. You know, I was, you know, a strong comic. Right. So that was intimidating to a lot of comedians right. because they ain't going to let me, they ain't going to let me eat at the table all the time. Right. Uh, they, uh, we don't need him blowing me out, which, you know, I'm one of them guys that say, man, I like to be around other killers. I'm sorry. I don't like to be around people that are scared of the killer. I want to be around another killer that think he can try me. Right. You know, because the, the interesting thing about when I look at my relationship with, it's my trust. You know, because when and I'm gonna go back to the neighborhood awards where I really thought that, you know, it was a blessing because it was something Steve and I did it was for the community and we honored people for it was awards, best church, best barbecue. And every award, every year, I would give him a food award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every year and then I would give him and he said, Rashad. Don't give me a food award. Well, I march him right out there with Carla Farrell. She wouldn't say nothing. She knew her role. She knew her role, which is to announce the right. winner. You walk mm-hmm. out there, and I think when the the Cracker Barrel award, if anybody see that video on YouTube, is a Cracker Barrel when we was they was a sponsor. Boy, that is by far the most, and it was all improv. It because nothing he was saying was on that screen. Talk walk us through that whole process nothing. of just seeing. Because the average attendance we had was like 19,000 people. And, brother, you held mm-hmm. everybody's attention. Walk us through that process, Lavelle. Uh, well, I mean, I think that was the one where Steve came out and hugged me. Yes, because yeah, you lost all that weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Steve said he could put his hands around me. He couldn't believe it. He was like, wow. And, and, and it was one of those things where, you know, Shirley came up and she had did her thing talking about the uh, – she she was up for the Levert movie or whatever and everything and I and I and I told her I said congratulations I wonder who won the won the part because I was up for it too but I just didn't have enough chest hair I had I had to it down I had to act it down but I didn't have enough chest hair and if I if anybody I know who got some chest hair is Cheryl Underwood. <laughs> And, and and Cheryl was a good sport because that's my sister, man. And she know I was going to play with it no matter what. Every year she would say something crazy. She know I'm going to run up and touch it. Right, right, And it right. never be over-offensive. You know, and I, did that. She, I said, Cheryl got more hair on her chest than her back than me and Steve ever seen back in 85. <laughs> we talk about Cheryl Underwood, now the host or co-host of the talk, CBS Talk. She was another yeah. phenomenal. It was Cheryl 
And it was yeah. Lavelle running neck and neck who would destroy Man. the hoodies every year. Every year. I mean, Kim really would do a great job. Man, it was a it was a it was a fun time. And I'd say, man, I mean, what other venue do you have where you got to almost twenty thousand of your own people right. watching you right. and you get up there and just let it fly? <laughs> and I said, some stuff because a lot of times y'all would cut the clip because y'all had to make it move move along. Right. But when y'all let that play, and then they wanted to play me off, and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, y'all ain't going to do me that. Not this shit. Y'all ain't playing me off. I said, boys up dogging, and couldn't, they wasn't in shape. And they had... Hey, they had uh, you had Grandpa Pigeon talking about everything and church. I was I went in for. I said you will not play that music on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I went into it, man. I went into it. Yeah, and that, said, that was that was so brilliant, man. That was so brilliant because it was two things. I remember that video did like because I emailed it to you. It was like three million yeah. views the next day of you doing that moment yeah. with Cracker Barrel. And then when you did that with David Mann, that was, I have to say, was instrumental in you being branded as a top comedy act in the black community, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was one of those launching pads. I'm telling, like I tell people, I uh, I think me and a comedian had a, a conversation. They were talking, man, they got your stuff on YouTube and they exploiting it and, and they ain't got your permission. And I told him, I said, brother, let me tell you something. Some of the best rappers who made it big used to sell mixtapes. Right. And when I look at YouTube, it's like me not have to go out on the streets and sell my mixtapes. They being blasted all over YouTube. People watch YouTube more than they watch television. Right. Right. And I became a star off of YouTube. Right. And then Netflix. And then, you know, like, the Hoodie Award. When y'all put my stuff on there and people got to see it, it was like, oh, my God, where this guy at? You right. know? And I tell comedians all the time, you have to use. Rudy Ray Moore said the best thing ever. You got to use what you got. Use what you got. And every opportunity, every door. Instagram made a lot of these comedian stars mm -hmm. doing their little skits. But I was doing straight-up stand-up. Right, right, right. You know, now then, if we move through the whole stand-up, because, like, I want everybody to understand, because in this business, we always hope for one big moment to just send us to the top. But it's steps. Right. Like, uh, it, being a part of the Shaquille O'Neal's comedy special was instrumental, too, correct? Sure. I mean, you know, the crazy thing about that was, you know, the Shaq All-Star, you know, I when I finally met Shaq, and I wanted to be on it, and they had a couple of them come before right. I, I got to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was the same time. It was a prolific night because it was a night that, that Michael Jackson had died wow. and everything. It was a crazy weekend. Mm -hmm. But when we got out there, and, like, that was one of those times when I had some comedians talking about, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I said, well, you better move out of the way because I'm about to explode this sucker. It's packed in this building. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Programming is made possible in part by support from 3815 Media, led by Emmy and NAACP Image Award-winning television producer Rashawn McDonald. 3815 Media offers social media management, podcast production, designs, logos, and develops websites. Additional services include brand management and career development consulting services. More information is available at 470-688-3815 or via email at info at 3815media.com. Keep winning. HBCUs represent black excellence. If you attend or are an alumnus of an HBCU, we want to hear about your story. The My HBCU Story Digital Library will allow current HBCU students and alumni to share their stories. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. You can upload a photo. The photo can be recent or from when you attended your HBCU. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass hosted by Rashawn McDonald. I mean, you got everybody in there. You got my man Cliff Powell. You got celebrities. You got NBA stars. And we you ain't coming up there talking about nothing. Man, I'm about to show you what this going to do. Right. And see, the crazy thing about it, I went up second. I, Melly Camacho went up first. Right. I went up second. But when I blew that sucker off the, off the hinges... <laughs> They clipped mine and moved my clip all the way like I ended the show. Oh, okay. I didn't even end the show. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even end the show. They 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 looked at that like, man, ain't no way we could put him up in the beginning. People wouldn't watch it. So when I did that, man, it was it was a it was an epic moment for me because it just broke the seal again. And you know, my people saw me and everybody saw me. I mean, because, see, we always think that we do these big shows and black people just going to watch it. It's worldwide because, let me tell you something, every nationality be watching us. 
They just because right. it be on our four format or forum don't mean that everybody ain't gonna check it out. Cause everything I've done, I think you know because the little venues I've done, right, and open doors in every spot because they said, well, he's funny over there and with us, right. So hey, man, because so, it's true because I, I mean, last comic I, standing was on NBC, so that was just. White television. Yeah. Let's, let's leave it what it is. That's white television. You did yeah. the neighborhood oh, awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 100% black. You know what I'm saying? 100% black. black. So you control that medium. And then when you went over to Shaq, sure. you know, Shaq brings Hispanics. He brings youth. He brings sports. He brings black. He brings mm -hmm. all the whites. Mm -hmm. So that really allowed you, because you already was well known because of Last Comic Standing, it really merged the whole process. Mm -hmm. Now, when you did, you've done four Showtime comedy specials. Now, your first one... I did, I did, a, I did, I did, a, I did a five, a five together, all together. You did what now? I did five. I did, I did, the first one was Can a Brother Gets Some Love. Right. I did Home for the Holiday. I did Comedy Vaccine. I did New Look, Same Funny. And then I did These of Velcro. Right. That was the final, the last one I did. Yeah, so I had, okay, cool. I did one, I did, the, the first one was, uh, yeah, I'll just let you know. <laughs> okay, cool, because, because you know, I'm, I'm getting all my press release wrong. It said four. So it's five you've done with Showtime. No, no, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations, brother, I bowed yeah, out, because we sure ain't done. Right, so let's talk about you, because you out there, you out there touring, Lavelle. You out there headlining. I, I was out there. And boy, selling tickets or people coming to see you is always a special feeling. You know, seeing the word sold out. When did you realize that, hey, you know, because we just hustled, that you can make a living out this, that people, you have a brand that people will pay money to see consistently, which additional puts more pressure on you. Talk about that, that, that turning that corner. Well, honestly, my man, you know, I, I think the biggest moment that I thought I could sell tickets was when I was out there I, with my first one of my managers, Phil Barnum, and we got booked at the uh, Stardom Comedy Club in uh, Alabama. And uh, uh, right, my man in Birmingham, Alabama, Bruce Bruce Ayers, yeah, Birmingham, Alabama, at the at the Bruce Ayers uh, room, and Bruce Ayers gave me that, and he said he could if I sell out, I get bonuses. Right. So we would go. We did the first night, Thursday night. I was in my dress shoes and my my little suits after the show, going to every nightclub, passing out flies, every nightclub, letting people know because if they see my face, they were like, "Oh man, we know him." But but you know it the, right. it wasn't the notoriety there. But I went out there and, and I went out there and hustled it. And next thing you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was sold out, and I was got my biggest payday ever. It was nowadays I look at it like it's nothing. Like what it is now, <laughs> right, but back right. then I was so proud of myself that I couldn't believe it. We was really great because when you headline the 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 Shaq All Stars, I just thought you headlined the show. I didn't know you were second slaughtered the stage, as we say. That's every comic's dream. That's every comic rule. Okay. I'm gonna make it hard for you to follow me. That's just competition. You ain't trying to be evil, but if you gonna follow me. Let's make it difficult, right? That's right. I mean, I mean, I, I don't care. I've been, I've had this moment several times lately too, because I be on these tours, 
And the comedians, you know, I mean, <laughs> hey, if they hot, they hot. You know? And but like I tell them, I said, you know, I had comedians calling the promoters. And Lavelle just he's doing they always say I'm doing too much right. time. And I say, no, no. I said, you give me 20 minutes, I'm going to make it a hot 20. Right. You give me eight, I'm going to make it a hot eight. Right, right. You give me the full time, I'm going to bring it to you. Absolutely. And I mean, but a lot of comedians get to a point where they get a headline status and they get comfortable and they think they can go on cruise control. In this game, ain't no such thing as cruise control. I, I, I believe you stay sharp and you ain't got to never get ready. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And... And I go, I go up there and I go to Guns and Blaze. I only got one speed, Rashawn. And I tell people that all the time. I said, if you coming behind me, I'm, I'm just gonna let you know. Just bring, bring your best. Don't come up there trying to think you can jump on my ride, my wave. Mm-mm. You know, because I'm, and, I'm coming. Because as a comic, we you know the blessing is somebody's giving you a stage, and there's an audience in front of you. Sure. That's the number one blessing. The other blessing is, of course, when you. Your name's on the banner, and people come in specifically to see you. Now, you had sure. a run. You did your first comedy special. What did you do, and how did you react when you really got that first opportunity in the comedy room to sell tickets? Uh, I, I think, I think, like I said, Birmingham, Alabama, when I started selling, I was able to get out there and pump and do my own promotions, and I sold, sold the place out, got my first bonus. And people came to see me because that just solidified it. Because what I do, and I know a lot of comedians do, is is uh, they don't. I don't. I don't see it, but I I see that I'm teaching some of my young comedy. Right. After the show, I had a meet and greet. Right. And and I and I still do that nowadays. You know, I may sell a pit, You know, a photo with me for about ten bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's still a meet and greet. Right. You know, it's still, and that's how you sell tickets. And I try to explain to my wife and everybody else. I said, man, I, it ain't out there trying to look. You know, and then now the acting opportunities, the, the the dramas, which I didn't see coming your way when you came into a play, The Bodyguard, one of the all-time great series, Breaking Bad. Tell us how that occurred in your career. Man, you know, I just moved my wife and kids. We had just got married. I moved my, my wife and kids before my youngest was born, moved them to California. And I, I was on the road, come out road mm-hmm. tired as hell. I got an audition and it said, and I was trying to reschedule the audition. He said, man, you got to go do this now. And I, you know how you do audition. I done done like billions of them. I was like, man, I'm tired of getting these, like no callbacks, nothing like that. And I went in and I, went up for one thing and read one line for the second thing. And the guy said, can you start Wednesday? And next thing you know, there I was, <laughs> you know, Breaking Bad, one of the hottest TV shows in America. So so you went in not expecting to get it. You gave 100%. The second line read, he gave you the job. Yeah, because I read for two, wow. two, two rows. And the second okay. only had one line, we're closed. <laughs> we're close that was it and the dude was like you the man and, and, and they loved it and it, it was you know how oh I, I, I used to say that all the time how there was those Hollywood stories like Elvis Presley right. and uh, like he was at a gas station he was just singing and Kurt, 
Colonel Tom Parker said, you need to be a star. And that's, I, that's, I was always wanting that to happen. Right. And I just went in. Just, I ain't, I was thinking I wasn't going to get it. was like three people. And then people said, read this one line. I said, we're closed. And the dude said, can you start Wednesday? I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was a joke. Right, right. Next thing you know, I got a plane ticket. I'm going to Albuquerque. I'm up there with Gino, Giancarlo, Esposito, uh, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul, uh, 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 Bob Odenkirk, and I'm sitting up here, got a, my own uh, own uh, camper, sitting up there in my own trailer. I'm playing the role <laughs> all this time, and I wasn't doing nothing, fake, acting like I was sleepy. Then I right. had some small roles of talking. And then wind up winning a SAG award. Won a SAG award and everything. Congratulations. 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 Let me ask you this, man, because it's so funny. Listen to this. When you went in for the audition, did you know anything about the series? Nothing. I I, I heard about it, but I didn't know nothing about it. I, I Honest to God, I didn't know nothing about this show. You know, I, like all black people. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you when you look at that, so you know I gotta ask this question: five comedy specials, sitcom. Have you been approached? Or are you developing a sitcom or some type of com a dramedy for the next step? Because of the fact that you're so amazingly funny. Well, I, I, I wrote I wrote a I wrote a couple of them called like a daddy step because I'm a stepfather as well as real father, you know, and I want to talk about how. How kids, you know, don't never call black kids don't never call you daddy, even though their daddy wasn't no good. <laughs> you always be in their life doing everything they daddy pursued. They still calling you by your first name. Thank you, Mr. Laville. <laughs> never dad, you know. Never dad. I'm doing all the daddy stuff, and, and I gotta ask their permission. Is the father around? And I look at the kid. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I step in? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mr. Crawford, you <laughs> you, you pay oh. the bills. I'm like, what? But that's funny. But, uh, that's... but yeah, I wrote that script. I wrote that. I, I'm writing on that. But I, I've had a. We had me and uh, uh, what's his name, Ralphie made a past. You know, God rest his soul. Me and Ralphie right. had, was up for a couple of sitcoms together, playing brothers. You right. know, and uh, but uh, it never never panned out. Now they got this writer strike. Now, so it's like, I've God bless Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler put me in so many, you know, so many of his films. I was so blessed to be a part of his stuff. I I couldn't believe it. He and that's thanks to YouTube, you know. Adam Sandler saw me on YouTube and put me in Ridiculous Six, and then I was in Huey Halloween, and and also did Home Team with 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 Kim Whitman. Man, it just opened doors for everything. Yep. Exactly. You, you know, the beauty of, of, of watching you now, you know, we, we talked about it when Steve Harvey came out and put his arms around you and it was a big deal about the weight loss and things like that. Talk about that decision making process and where are you at right now emotionally and mentally about your weight? Oh, man, you know, you know, you know, weight, weight, you know, being overweight, man, is, is always, you know, you know, you're a health guy. I mean, you do your baking and everything, and, <laughs> but, you know, you go out, and, you know, try to stay healthy and, and, you know, healthy, 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 healthy as well. But, you know, it's like 
I was I was comfortable in the skin I in, but when I had my son and right. and everything, and I, then I was just looking at some of the things that I was going through, some of the health issues. I said, man. I think I'm squandering this blessing that God has gave me. You know what I'm saying? Because if right, I die right. from a heart attack from eating too too much gravy on my chicken, I think I'll be. I think I'm gonna get to heaven and God ain't gonna let me in. You could have left that chicken wing sit there. You didn't have to eat that. You know. Right, right. And then I started feeling. You know. And I. You know. I played sports. I. I boxed. I played football. I do. I even when I was overweight, I did jujitsu. I wrestled. I went all the way to state and wrestling, and I did a lot of sports. But you know, once you're out here, you're doing comedy. You and I, I didn't get real big until I started making money. When I started making money, was able to go to Ruth Chris. What? That's when I started getting big. <laughs> all that butter on the stick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey man, that bread yeah. at Ruth Chris. That's when I started That's getting the best, away. brother. That's the best. Man, you know I, I want to thank you, Lavelle, man, for casserole. taking the time, brother. Man, uh, everything got cheap. Mm-hmm. You know thank the you, thing man. about it, because you know, as we end the show, food and travel, going to bed late night. You know that comedy. You enter set at ten, you go mm-hmm. eat. You enter set at one, you go eat. Then you wake up, you eat. And that's how the weight gain happens. You know, sometimes our profession won't allow us to be normal. And then it just, next thing you know, you're 20 pounds overweight. You're 30 pounds overweight. You're 40 pounds overweight. And so, you know, don't look at us yeah. bad, yeah, well, next but you know, the lifestyle. Pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you're watching my videos on YouTube, and you realize, Rashawn make me sick. He ain't gaining no darn weight. And look at him. He baking every damn day with them desserts. I get that all the time. I, know, I get I that all the time. I get that all the time. Still got the flat suits on and, <laughs> and, and baking all that food. I be like, man, what is he, does he eat it? Does it taste good? <laughs> oh, I love it. Lavelle, man, I want to thank. I know this has been one hell of a taping we went through, but I want to thank you, brother, for taking the time. And, and now I know you're in Houston. We're going to connect, man, and, and, and go down to my favorite uh, Mexican place, Lupe Tortillas down in Houston, Texas, and, and, and kick okay. it for a while, man. I appreciate you, brother. Well, this the thing. This is the, the thing. Since you, you so-called know how to fish, yes. we're going to get out of that water. Okay. Have you, have you, have I'm you, fishing with Ronnie Green all the time. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Because I talked to Ronnie Green yesterday. So, Ronnie Green, I tell you what. We, we, let, we, let's me and you do an episode of Ronnie Green together. How about that? Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to... Let's do it. I'm gonna call Ronnie Green today and say I just got on the phone with, and you and I are gonna do one together. Cool. All right. Okay. I love you, man. Thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Appreciate you, brother. Love you back. Take care, man. Thank you. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rushan McDonald. Rushan's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, and former IBM executive. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Inc. More information about 3815 Media Inc. is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 